everyone. Hello, Katie. Welcome to Have You Ever Heard Of, a history podcast. Where we talk about people from history you may or may not have heard of. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. How's your lockdown going? I mean, I mean, it's a lockdown, isn't it? It's not really much. Lockdown there's not really much beta. going. <laughs> lockdown two. Yeah, I um, saw today that Collins Dictionary have announced that lockdown is the word of the year. Oh wow, that's a depressing word of the year. Isn't that beats, so depressing? Beats simples, though, I suppose. Was that a word of the year one year? I don't know. Probably it was. Maybe it was just put <laughs> into dictionary, but I don't know. It was, that's enough, really, isn't it? Yeah, did you know the word yas with like three A's was put into the dictionary? This is getting laughable now. The dictionary doesn't mean anything. It's just getting ridiculous. Also, the word literally was changed so it can mean literally. No. Or it can mean like Absolutely opposite to literally. It's in the dictionary. You can look that shit up. Oh, this is ridiculous. (laughs) The dictionary's become a joke, people. Don't use it anymore. It's not worth it. Come on. It's over. Beautiful art of lexography. What are you doing? It's over, Miss. It's over, Doctor Johnson. Was there? There's that episode of Blackadder where he like <laughs> accidentally burns the dictionary, and yeah. he has to. He tries to rewrite it, and he's like, "Okay, let's start with A." All the things that Doctor Johnson had to go through to write that dictionary. His own father cut off his head and cut off his own head and fried it in garlic, and he barely looked up from his work. Did not look up. <laughs> not one time. I was like, oh, sorry, it smells a bit weird. Well, okay, then that's worse than lockdown, so that's good. That's making me feel better about lockdown. <laughs> yeah, that is The worse. ruination of the dictionary. <laughs> but one thing has happened that's awesome. Last week was the election, and this week we have a new president-elect. Yeah, one Mr. ray Biden. of sunshine there. Woohoo! Well, as long as Trump doesn't bulldoze the whole thing. I'm sure he won't, because there's clearly not been... Any irregularities there. If anything, this will just prove that it was all above board and he's an absolute ass, and he can go away. I don't think anything needs to prove he's an absolute ass. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> just like uh, he's legally an, an absolute ass. <laughs> he's officially <laughs> an ass. I started a sweepstake. Uh, I think I, I told you um, on one of our WhatsApp groups, like for my friends and family to join of when Melania is going to divorce him. <laughs> so I've got a little, like, sweepstake going. Um, be like, how long is she going to stand it? Because I'm convinced it will be pretty much ASAP. Yeah, yeah. Two and a half hours. Well, a lot of people have gone for, like, early on next year. I've gone for, like, late on next year because I think that, obviously, th- th- she needs some time to, like, gear up the lawyers and stuff. Yeah. But I think it will, be ne- it will be by the end of 2021. Yeah, do you reckon he's paying her to stay with with him to uh, just you know? I mean, he paid her to marry him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's the fake Melania. You know, the whole like body double. <laughs> who's more affectionate with Trump than that? Trump Melania is. <laughs> I saw a really great tweet today because because Trump has refused to meet with Biden, and like the the news article was like Melania has refused to meet with Joe Biden. And somebody tweeted saying, well, that's a shame because they probably, like, Professor Jill Biden probably has loads of <laughs> academic um, interests similar to Melania. <laughs> so what is keeping you sane during lockdown? Uh, spending way too much money on miniatures, like a little geek. And painting you do that, that stuff up. 
<laughs> and uh, you are a geek. <laughs> yeah, that working on the game which is pretty much finished now. I just need to do photos and stuff for the book. That's fun. And uh, playing Sims. I'm playing. Sim- I don't know why I'm playing Sims. Oh my god, I, I love mean, the Sims. I guess it makes sense because I can't live my real life because of lockdown. So I may as well make little people to live a life for me. Yeah, it's really fun. I love the Sims. I guess I spent hours and hours just like being like, go to work, come home, shower, go to bed, yeah. eat your food, <laughs> and I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like this is just. Um, I actually prefer SimCity though. The iPad yeah, or phone has a build it which is the SimCity app and yeah. i think it is the best free app on the whole of like anything ever it's so good you can do the whole thing you never have to pay but like, there's nice. no it's not charged and like there are add-ons that you can buy but you can still get to like the biggest and best city without the add-ons it's just it makes it faster um and it's just the best. Like it has loads of cool stuff. At the moment, it has like the old town, so it's like medieval town buildings, oh, nice. which I'm really enjoying. And it has like futuristic ones with drones and Paris and um, Japan and London. And so like, and then like they have like Stonehenge you can build. And then they have like towns that you can build on top of your big city. So like a beach one and like a snowy one. So the more you build, the more like. You can unlock these other towns. Nice. It's such a good app. I'm not being sponsored by this app. I just really <laughs> love SimCity. I love a city builder. I've got like um, my favorite one at the moment is probably Anno. Oh, what's it called? Anno 1800. So it's kind of like set during the just like it's kind of like it's not set in like the real world, but it's kind of like it's not really steampunky. Like it is quite true to like to history. So like uh, so like Victorian era rather than like. Industrial Revolution, like just after. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I like it. I like it. You guys sort of like build up like supply, like uh, supply chains and stuff, and get your like raw materials, like a bit like develop your industry. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> God, we really cool. are history cool geeks. In, in I don't think "cool" is like <laughs> the word. No one wants to be cool anymore. Cool is over. You're not going to be cool forever. Once you hit your mid thirties, it's over. Let's do it. Joey, let's move on. Should we do it now? <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. I've decided to take us back once again to the land of the rising sun today because Ooh. now we're not allowed to travel again. I can pretend that I'm traveling by talking about something from Japan. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the same. Yeah. That's exactly the same, right? Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Have you ever heard of Himiko? Just Himiko. Absolutely not. I mean, like, sometimes like, people call her, like, Queen Himiko, but I don't think that's right, because I think the Queen oh. is contained within the Himiko. We'll okay, maybe I have, but because I have this book of, like, it's called, like, Badass Women from History or something, and I oh, yeah, feel like maybe she's a chapter in that, but I haven't read it, so I don't know about her. Well, she is a pretty badass woman, because she is essentially the founder of Japan. Awesome, I love she's it. She's the first ruler of Japan. In essence, of like okay, what would become Japan. Okay, then. So, it's believed that she was born in the second half of the second century AD, going by our calendar. Okay. Um, obviously, but that's obviously not the calendar they use at that time. <laughs> it's kind of this, and like basically just like the complete lack of like historical like documentation in Japan, like from like the like, ancient mm. era. It kind of like makes like judging her like day of birth so hard. So we just know sometime in the first half. Of the, okay. of the third century. 
In fact, Germany's documentation is so bad that she is curiously absent from all Japanese history. But how do we know about her then? It's kind of made her like a semi-legendary like like figure, like uh, according to Germany's. However, she does appear in both Chinese and Korean. Oh, okay, so there's some something. Yeah, yeah. Like basically, like China and and Korea like developed uh, record keeping and archives. Uh, way faster yeah, than like, Japan. Just a bit more organised. And this little, little island cut off like in the middle of the sea, so it mm. didn't really kind of... um, Yeah, so before Japan even began to record their own history, thankfully the Chinese did and did everyone a favour. Or did you a favour? Japanese so, historians a favour. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, China. Arigato. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so the history uh, of the kingdom of uh, Wai... Uh, Sounds alone is the first written source about Japan. Uh, so it's from this that we get most of our information about Himiko. Um, so this was contained in uh, a You're going to say called... it in Chinese? It's it... No, no. It's in the uh, the historical... Uh, so in the records of the Three Kingdoms. So like the Three Kingdoms was like a massive kind of like tone. that's just about like... Um, uh, so it's like the Warring Kingdoms like era okay. of Three Kingdoms. And so there's like a romantic novel about it, which is uh, called The Romance of the Three Kingdoms. And then you've got like the actual historical record that's like a genuine like... Like in like, The Romance of the Three Kingdoms, like all the like leaders of like the various different kind of like factions of like supernatural powers and they all cut down like thousands of men on their own. And then you have like the historical records, which is like what actually yeah. happened. <laughs> and so like the records of like Japan, the first records of Japan are in like the actual historical re- records. Uh, and they refer to Japan as the land of Wa. Wa. So that's that's Wa. Oh, like W A Wa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like or whatever. Like yeah, there will be like a character for it. So yeah, so it's kind of like Japan doesn't really like figure like massively in it. Like uh, it's kind of relegated to the very flattering accounts of the Eastern barbarians. Oh, nice section <laughs> section of the histories, which only makes sense because I. No one always talks about like because obviously she's like Japanese and, and and Chinese. So like she was talking about how like Chinese people think of like Japanese people as basically like pirates, <laughs> pirates from an island. It's, like always, they're just like they've always been like barbaric pirates that just live off and like in an island somewhere. Uh, that's like the historical view of Japan. And then, yeah, there you go. It's kind of like started nice. here. So yeah, they kind of like recorded kind of like as an afterthought unlike the other like kingdoms of like china and like, asia but despite this like despite the uh the the limited information you have like some of it is quite interesting and also it's all kind of like confirmed later on as well like this sort of like all this information is kind of like repeated throughout the various kind of um uh really like retelling of records so it kind of like suggests that there's a uh, it's definitely like a, a like truth to it and also like in korean records as well like it's all appears in there I can't remember what the book is, the Korean book, but yeah, that describes like Himiko's relationship with the Korean Peninsula as well, and it all corroborates kind of like the Chinese records. Yeah, so it's like the same. So, so kind of like yeah, it all fits. <laughs> so, correct collectively, this is what the sources tell us. Um, so first, let's look at how Japan was uh, was formed at the time. Uh, so this was long before Japan was a, a single political entity. So uh, rather at this time, the archipelago was uh, basically made of scattered, uh, hundreds of scattered um, clan-like ruled areas, which are kind of like linked into like loose regional confederations. Like this isn't going to be like crazy. Like this is 
Japan was kind of a bit like this for like a long time afterwards, like even during like the Shogun like area, like with the samurai and stuff. But they kind of like linked under like a like under a shogun. They still all kind of fought each other, and it was all like very clan area until like the eighteen hundreds when it kind of like modernized. But like it was like ultra like that, like in this this period. So from like a, like very early like agricultural communes started like started giving way to like very small like diversified like kingdoms in like inverted commas. So the Chinese source says the Japanese people of Wa dwell in the middle of an ocean. Uh, on the mountainous islands southeast of the prefecture of Taifang. They formerly comprised more than 100 communities. During the Han Dynasty, war envoys appeared at the courts. Today, 30 of their communities maintain intercourse with us through envoys and scribes. So this was kind of like during um, Himiko's like, time. Before that, they didn't have any like contact with like, Japan. Weirdly, after she disappeared, like the like the contact kind of like break off for like a long period after as well like it, it lasted a little bit like after her death and then just kind of like went quiet for for like hundreds of years but we'll get on to that <laughs> so what qualified someone to rule one of these emerging kingdoms well it helps if you're on speaking term with the gods or at least uh could convince other people that you were so like kind of like pretty standard yeah. for this time i love that like, speaking was, like, terms first what... name terms <laughs> That's like it was like a like Viking society, like a, like basically like in lots of places. Well, maybe not like, to be a king, but like so to this be is like a, widely highly held like wise. This person. is like the unique um, Japanese gods. Oh, it's kind of like more spirits yeah. and gods. Like gods is kind of where they're way of looking at it. Like um, like ancestors and stuff. Kami, something. I mean, like it still kind of exists now. Like it's kind of like a form of like uh, proto Shintoism, and like Shintoism still like looks to like spirits. And like ancestors, like spirits of ancestors, yeah, yeah. And like uh, spirits of like clans. So it's kind of like it's pretty similar then. Like, and she could kind of like she tried to be able to like basically, yeah, yeah, be able to like contact them. So yeah, basically in Japan, like female shamans uh, were very highly regarded, more so than males, and uh, so they were considered to be like, of to be capable of be- banishing like pesky malignant spirits. On the one hand. And speaking on behalf of divine spirits on the other. This is like kind of like very early forms of like, yeah, kami, which is what what exists now, like in, in modern day uh, Shintoism. It's quite interesting, actually, like kami and stuff, like spirits are supposed to kind of like inhabit everything, like your everyday ab- objects would have like mm. a spirit. Like um, during World War Two, like the uh, Japanese like tank drivers would like lovingly wash their like tanks because they had like believe them to be basically like alive and like yeah, spirits also Treat tanks like are horse. awesome <laughs> they are very awesome i would probably treat my tank like that yeah so well. like things Even like though... i don't know weapons and stuff yeah or just like a hairbrush just, just anything, anything has like that sounds like kind of pretty like draining like though like having to love all it your is. objects like that way because i do name things like plants or like stuffed animals or you know my computer or whatever but i wouldn't like be like i don't know to my my drawing pins i wouldn't be like yeah i guess it doesn't like it's not so like crazy as that like it's not i guess it's not like a complete like belief in that but i mean like it's it's why you have like kind of like the uh, the minimalist kind of like living in the trial like the uh what's her name um mary kondo mary kondo yeah, 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 yeah. Kind I of love like her. Uh, that kind of like minimalist stuff and like uh, 
only holding on stuff that means something to you. In that sort of sense, you know, like it has like a spiritual kind of a connection. So only keep the things that you have. Um, what's the what's her phrase? Um, spark joy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I can't remember, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she says that you should only have seven books, and at that point, I was like, "Oh yeah, bye, oh, Marie Kondo." I'm not bored with that. <laughs> like that's like I, all like, the Harry Potters, just... and like, I don't have anything else. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? My li- my research is going to be very limited <laughs> with just six books. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, on an interesting note. Um, since women had equal access to the spiritual realm, that meant they had equal access to the political realm yes. at this time, which is kind of crazy. Considering how crazy how how the world would go, and especially Japan would go in like the next like few centuries. Oh no, that's talking about that. So how she actually uh, managed to uh, make her way to the throne was uh, during the, during the second uh, century AD in our di- in calendar terms. Uh, the land of war plunged into a period of death and destruction as the various clans went to war against each other, hoping to dominate their respective regions and confederations. I mean, like, that would just basically be Japanese history for many <laughs> centuries. But I mean, like, at this point, though, people were not inclined to accept that violence. That's simply the way things were. So, as the, Japanese, as the Chinese, one Chinese source says, the country formerly had a man as ruler, for some 70 or 80 years after that, there were disturbances and warfare. Thereupon, the people agreed upon a woman for their ruler. Her name was Himiko. She occupied herself with magic and sorcery, bewitching the people. Oh. Though mature in age, she remained unmarried. She had a younger brother who assisted her in ruling the country. After she became ruler, there were few who saw her. She had 1,000 women as attendants, but only one man. He served her her food and drink and acted as a medium for communication. She resided in a palace surrounded by towers and stockades with armed guards in a state of constant vigilance. Wait, so she had a thousand women serving her and only one man, but the man yeah. brought her food. So what are her thousand yeah, women that was doing? Her Just, you know, we're doing all, all the around. Uh, thousands of men, male like attendants would have done for a, for a male ruler, I suppose. What are they doing? Guarding <laughs> this is her. still the same question. <laughs> like laying out her clothes. Guarding us, and yes. like, you yeah. know, playing music Cooking, and dancing and stuff. And pr- praying. But I wonder if they were her guards as well. Oh no, armed guards were different, I suppose. There's another Chinese source that says, During the reigns of Huan Di and Ling Di... The country of war was in a state of great confusion, war and conflict raging on all sides. For a number of years, there was no ruler. Then a woman named Himiko appeared. Remaining unmarried, she occupied herself with magic and sorcery and bewitched the populace. Thereupon, they placed her on the throne. She kept 1,000 female attendants, but few saw her. There was only one man who was in charge of her wardrobe and meals and acted as a medium of communication. She resided in the palace, followed by towers and stockades with protection of armed guards. Laws and customs were strict and stern. I mean, like, they're kind of very, very, very similar. Like, yeah, counts. very similar. Like, basically the same. Especially in the second one, like, it's, it's not hard to see, like, the sexism in the statement. Like, China was already a Confucian kingdom. So, like, very much kind of, like, men at the top, women uh, serving that, like, very against, like, a female mm. ruler. So, like, the line, like, she could only, like, rule by, like, bewitching exactly. the populace rather than, like, it's true, like, um, just being basically a more sensible ruler <laughs> the people like chose because she was just gonna 
be more stable. Do you think they mean like literally bewitch, or do you think bewitch in a kind of like she's so a woman, she's so gorgeous, like, and be, or do they think that she's literally? No, a witch? they mean like, yeah, they mean like by magic and sorcery, like she, th- they think like spells and stuff, basically. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like a bit, bit lame, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> people just didn't want like a ruler who ruled by might. Might is right. They were uh, so over there. That so time. over. They also seem to make out like um, that, that a few people seeing her was like strange or like specifically to do with her being a woman. However, that's like that's actually like pretty typical of the Japanese emperors for like uh, like hundreds of years to come. Like all the male emperors have followed, but like never seen by the population. Even like um, when uh, envoys went over, um, yeah, you, they would never get to see the emperor. So they were basically divine. Uh, so basically, she just like started court etiquette for centuries to come. So it's said by the Chinese records that she ended up ruling over more than a like, hundred countries. So these like the little kind of like clan areas or like regions. Um, so they kind of like all acknowledged her as ruler. So some say that like she kind of like conquered like the lands, but like um, others say that people just kind of like um, uh, like decided to like join like um, her confederation. So yeah, to the Chinese, this was Wa, but to the Japanese, this area would become known as Yamatai. Yamatai would become Yamato, which is like the ancient name for Japan, and Yamato is obviously becomes Japan. So like, this is the first kind of like, this is like proto-Japan. So she's kind of like, basically like the Alfred the Great right. of like yeah. Japan. Like, there's other great who kind of like started to unite all those like different like areas into like England. Yeah. She started to like unite all those areas into like Japan. And she was like powerful. I mean, as I mentioned before, like she's the first one that like sent over, like, like the first ruler to send envoys to China. So she managed to like rule like a, a federation so kind of like like large that like it could actually be like counted as a country and would be like taken seriously like in a in a foreign court. So she dispatched diplomatic missions to China at least four times during her reign, and in recognition of her legitimacy. The Chinese Wei Dynasty bestowed on her the queen, uh, the title Queen of Wa, friendly to Wei, along with a golden seal. And we all know how important a golden seal is. Just go back to Mulan and a hundred ceremonial bronze mirrors. What? Just loads of mirrors. I mean, I guess she's I got a know, thousand apparently. women, so that's ten people per mirror. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like apparently, mirrors are just very important to. Uh, I to guess and they're bronze as well, which. Yeah, mm-hmm. other mirrors. That is that. That is a lot of mirrors. Maybe she's got. She had like a whole room of mirrors. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe she just made like a fun, like an original fun yeah. house all of mirrors. I reckon that's what she did. Freaks people out. I'm putting Definitely. it out there as real <laughs> historical fact. Uh, well, another important fact about her is that her name means sun child or sun daughter or sun queen Ooh. in archaic Japanese. Uh, so after this. The Japanese rulers claim to be descendants of the sun goddess. And also the sun is obviously the symbol of Japan. It's on the flag. The right land of the rising yeah. sun. It's the name of the ah. country. So it's kind of interesting. Like, um, are the emperors supposed to be... I'm not sure if she's... Like, if it's either she... Like, any, uh, anyway, she is like, basically the first in the line. Because if she's called this because she's descended from the sun queen, that means that all other emperors are like, descended from her. Or she might actually be the Sun Queen. Yeah. 
like the sun god, the like sun god, like the god sun goddess that all the empress is supposed to be like descended from. Um, descended mm. from. So either she is like the first from her from the sun, from the goddess, or she is the sun goddess. Either way, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, she is like ultimate badass. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. So now, yeah, unfortunately, the party can last forever. In apparently two thousand two hundred and forty-eight, uh, Queen Himiko died. I'm not sure where that year comes from because like all the other years have really um yeah corroborated. But uh, anyway, so apparently after this, some um, the Guy reportedly attempted to uh, succeed the throne in the wake of her death, but his reign resulted in just more war. Surprise. <laughs> That's what happens when a guy takes over. And his rule was short-lived. According to Chinese sources, uh, order was only restored again uh, after the 13-year-old Queen Eo took over the throne, who just happened to be her relative. So another woman had to come along and sort out that Was that she shit. like a niece or...? Uh, I'm not sure. It's not really clear. Some but sort apparently of they were related in some way. Yeah. I guess, like, because she never married, so it must have been her niece. It's probably yeah. her brother's daughter. She had a brother. Thought. Yeah, he said. Well, where was yeah. her, like, palace? That, like, in terms of, like, Japan now? Oh. Do we know? Well, we'll get on to oh, that. Oh, okay. Because, uh, yeah, it's so quite interesting. There's more, like, to corroborate her, like, existence. Um, but, yeah, after this, China would not hear from Japan again. After, like, her do- like her relative disappeared. China would not hear from China- Japan again until the Sioux dynasty in the 7th century. So four centuries of just silence. What, they just, like, weren't Basically, chatting? The country- yeah, Japan just went dark, like, after... That's so weird. After the first of the Sun Queens uh, disappeared. But, like, what? No, I'm confused. They can't just, like... It's there. Yeah. It just turned to, it went back to chaos again. But they just, so they didn't send Shrubs. over an envoy or anything. No. Wow, that's mad. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, Sorry. it seems mad to us now because I can just like text someone that's in Japan. Yeah. But like, obviously, it takes a lot more effort to like communicate between yeah. China and Japan in like, you know, between, was this between 250 and. 700. Yeah, so, like, it's probably about 300 or so, like, 300 to, like, yeah, 700. Which, I mean, like, I guess, like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, because, like, it, they had, like, dialogue with all the other countries that surrounded it, like, um, like, Korea, like, Vietnam and stuff. It's just Japan just disappeared. Wow. For 400 Maybe it literally disappeared. We barely have any, like, records of them then, because, like, Japan, like, China was creeping the records for them. So, just very little. Wow, that's really crazy. Yes, today I read an article in Japan Today discussing how the government are worried about the line of succession. Um, so, like, the Japanese, like, population, the royal family is uh, shrinking. So there's only three heirs you can take over at the moment. One is, like, ancient, like, old and the emperor. I think it's his uncle. One, I think, is his brother. And the other, I can't remember, I think it might be his nephew. So the current emperor doesn't have any children. He does. He has a daughter. Uh... So, so there are sensible <laughs> members of the cabinet, like Taro Kano, who believe like the way to sort this out is to obviously allow female succession. Obviously, that's nice so dumb. Oh my god, it's twenty twenty. Like we figured this like, out. Like I know we figured this out hundreds of years ago. I know, like it's, that's we were still rubbish. Like it should have been. I know it's a, it's a way too. Should long, have been like Japan Mary the first, like the whole time. Yeah, but still, like, come, 
the hell on Japan. I mean, like, and also, uh, side note, Tara Kono for PM when uh, <laughs> when that comes up again. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just me who are like dead against it, and like, I just don't know how we've got there. Like in twenty twenty, the whole when the whole fat royal family comes from the Sun Queen anyway. Like, I don't understand why we can't have em- like, empresses. On the Maybe this will be the changing point. That's where it comes from. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this will. <sighs> maybe this time it will be different. Oh uh, yeah, I think so. I think Taro is going to get it, and then he'll just change it, and it'll be all cool. It'll be all cool. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's quite crazy. Like she was essentially just erased from Japanese history for ages. Um, why it kind of goes back to Confucianism. Scholars attribute this blindness to the fact that 8th century Japan, um, like, it, it, yeah, in the 8th century, like, uh, the ruling house was consciously trying to, like, emulate patriarchal Chinese ideals and institutions. So, yeah, this ideological framework didn't leave much room for the existence of shaman, shaman queens. Mm. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, I like Buddhism and stuff, but, like, uh, just generally, like, the adoption of, like, Buddhism and especially Confucianism didn't do much to elevate the status of women. I mean, like up until Confucianism, like turned up in Japan, there was like female samurais and stuff. Like they were made up like part of like the, the forces. After that, trying to look cool by Chinese standards, the Japanese courts just went into like ultra kind of like patri- patriarchal like overdrive. Not only kind of like destroyed like the the previous existing like position of women in society, but just like erased. Their, their first queen but i mean like it should make no sense because they still claimed that they're like empress throughout this way derived from um sun like goddess but then got rid of the sun queen which probably was that sun goddess they were talking to so they just kept the myth yeah and got rid of like the real person that is weird like, mad but yeah religion and civilization in inverted commas strikes again <laughs> But luckily, she wasn't permanently erased. Queen Himiko and her kingdom of Yamatai resurfaced during the Edo period um, with the work of philosopher-statesman Arai uh, Hakuseki uh, and scholar Motori Nori Naga. They kind of like argued a lot over it. So, I mean, like, it wasn't all kind of like plain sailing, but like they kind of like brought her back to the fore. But really, kind of like her arguments are basically like about her legendary status have now kind of like been put to bed. And there's like real proof of her existence and her status. I mean, like those records are enough anyway, Chinese and Korean records. But also her resting place was found in 2009 Ooh. in um, Sakurai uh, in Nara Prefecture. So that's kind of like in the middle. Right, middle south. okay. And th- that was where her palace um, was, I guess. Yeah, there was a 280 meter long key hole shaped mound known as a Hashihaki tomb. Um, so massive. Like, this period was known as basically, um, I think it was known as like the keyhole period. So, this is when they like everyone's kind of like all like the like great leaders, like, like all their tombs are like constructed in this massive kind of like earthen mound. Yeah. Like in the shape of like a keyhole. Um, Weird. But hers is like the largest. Basically, out of all of them, and it's probably, and the uh, no, maybe not large. It's the oldest. It's like the oldest. Is this like? Um, but it is one of those archaeological assumptions that it was her because it's like the biggest tomb and like it's a woman. And... Yeah, there's other things that kind of like point to it. Um, but um, but yeah, it, it kind of makes it like meets like it kind of matches like when she was 
recorded to have been al- like yeah. alive or when she like died, and they all kind of like it all fits. Yeah, one of those, um, one of those ones. Yeah, um, construction probably began while she was still alive. Um, it's believed to have taken more than a decade to build because it's so large. Um, yeah, so she had the power and had the devotion, if that is indeed her. And that's Himiko. Himiko the Great, unifier of early Japan. Wow. Banzai! <laughs> oh, I so wish, like... Like, today I was um, doing this, like, hypnotherapy thing on my phone. And it was, like, a story one where they're like, imagine you're in this place. And it was like, imagine you're in the 18th century apoth- apothecary and whatever. And I just so wish I could close my eyes and just be there. And I so yeah. wish we could close our eyes and just go back and be like, yes, she was real. She's there. She's like, you know, yeah. here is all these actual facts about her. And what was Japan doing well, for 400 we... years? Like, I want to know. So I guess we we wouldn't actually get to see her, though, because no one was ever allowed to see the... Yeah, but if we were, like, invisible or something. See, in my world, oh, yeah, we if we have like... time travel, we also have invisibility. <laughs> like, in the form of, like, a... Cl- like. Harry Potter's cloak. Well, I want what I my, my dream for time travel invisibility, right? Is that I wouldn't be able to actually change anything. Wouldn't be able to like do anything. Yeah. Um, so you're like an ethereal being. Yeah, exactly. So like, I'm like floating around. It's almost like I'm watching a film, but I'm actually there. So I can't. Yeah. I don't want to be able to change anything because obviously that would create some sort of weird time paradox, yeah. and nobody wants to be in Primer. But like, <laughs> I want to be there and just be able to like actually be like okay yeah this is like legit you know because yeah. there's some things that we're never gonna know and that bugs the hell out of all historians yeah like all historians that, are like yeah. oh my god i wish i knew this like there's so many things on my list of i wish i knew x yeah that are never gonna ever be known kind of thing yeah there's so much i'd love to observe man imagine they're like research papers you could write yeah like you know like time cop yeah yeah (laughs) no there's there's a series of um connie willis books i've probably mentioned her before because i love her so much um where she it's like a time travel series the first one i think it's the first one is a doomsday book but that's my favorite one um and you're only allowed to use time travel if you're like a historian like an academic historian (laughs) so it's set in like oxford in like I think that is a good twenty forties <laughs> and um they send someone back and she's supposed to land just after the Black Death. But because yeah. it's so far back in history, they get it a bit wrong and she lands bang in the middle of the Black Death. Right. So even oh, she she's inoculated against it because it's just yeah. like we have it it's a bubonic plague, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um but like she, everyone around her is just like dying, and oh my gosh, so yeah. And at the same time, twenty forties Oxford is also hit with this like really bad flu, kind of like what we've got now, and everyone has to go into lockdown so they can't get her back. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's it, it's a really great book. It's a tomb. I've got it, you should borrow it. But then she's got like a whole kind of series with some of the same overlapping characters like the academics um, yeah. about like, you know, there's one that goes back to like the 30s. I think I think there's like one where they accidentally send a cat. No, 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 no. This is what it is. Somebody brings a cat back from like the 1930s or something 
And then yeah. they have to send someone back to the 30s to, to take the cat back because it would mess everything up if you change anything. The ripples. Yeah, so... Yeah, that oh, one's man. more like amusing. <laughs> I need to check these out. They sound like... Uh... Yeah, I've got them. You, can, you should so borrow perfect, Doomsday but... Book. It's so good. <laughs> Everyone should read it. Yeah, if you're interested in time travel, not like time travel, like terminator time travel time travel like yeah. if you're a historian and you so <laughs> wish you had time travel because that's what all historians wish they had um how would you how would you cite time travel how would you get that in the yeah just, oh, i don't know harvard style um <laughs> yeah. like you know i don't know so like well i guess it's like when you do research first-hand research how you cite that but it would be yeah. like travel in time <laughs> on this date to this date um witness but then like, of history historical papers would be completely like you wouldn't need them because you could just go and like yeah. watch it like i read this really long paper on the volunteer conference it was long it was basically a novella like it was so long it was not a paper it was a book i don't know how they called it a paper but, like, if I could just go back and watch the Von Z conference, obviously it'd have to be much but, better at German. But obviously in my fantasy world, I can speak all languages. So... That'd still be a need, because you'd still need to interpret what happened. Yeah, that is true. Even if you can see, like, like, even, like, you knew everything about, like, what happened. How it fits in, fits into the... Speaking of languages, my brother, my brother once had a girlfriend whose dad was an undercover journalist, and he could speak eighteen yeah. languages. I just never understand how we can do that. Like I've been learning Japanese for so long, and my Japanese is still—it's not terrible, but it's not good. Yeah, my German—I've <laughs> been learning it for this is like my fourth year, and yeah. it's not like it's fine, but it's still such a hard language and because my adult brain is like no i'm not taking this in like i have other things i want to think about like the lyrics to all of the busted songs they can stay in there (laughs) but i can't remember german vocab (laughs) you never know when those lyrics are going to come in useful one day they will come in useful one day i'll be a pub quiz and that will win me the air hostess lyrics will be the final answer um, what are you doing this evening? I'm going to make some risotto with spicy sausages. Spicy uh, pork and garlic sausages. It'll be tasty. And then watch the bake off, obviously. obviously. And make my little miniatures that I bought on Remembrance Day. Because that's my, that's my way of celebrating it. I bought some little British soldiers oh, yeah, it's to tomorrow. build. Everyone remember yeah. to have a, a minute of silence at 11 tomorrow. Though I don't know why I'm saying that because... By the time you're listening to this, it will be past Remembrance Day. So don't do a minute yeah. science tomorrow because that will be silly. But you should have done it's it already. Be weird. Oh, before we go, um, can we talk about the Mary Wollstonecraft statue? Oh yeah. So we've I done an that. episode of Mary Wollstonecraft. I, th- I think it was like episode. Ugh, I don't even know. It's like somewhere. Scroll back, you'll see it. Um, and so the statue is in Newton Green, which is literally, I can walk that in 15 minutes from my house. Um, and the statue is like a naked woman, not naked Mary Wollstonecraft, just like mm. a naked generic woman coming okay. out of a, of a bigger statue of like men. 
So I think it's supposed okay. to represent, like, how she's a mother of feminism and how, like, she brought, like, you know, femininity and sexuality and um, the rights of women out of what was dominated by men. Yeah. But I don't really like it because I think that... Yeah, it's a, a, a statue of a naked woman, how much it's supposed to represent something. I really don't think it should. Re- you should represent Mary Wollstonecraft that way. Like... Yeah. Just give her a statue of herself. Like Yeah. What what's the problem with yeah, that? I like I just understand. I know like I get it, but I also don't like it. Like I'm al- I'm like I'm allowed to not like it even though I'm really yeah. happy she's being commemorated. Even though like... her new into green school really wasn't there for that long. <laughs> um, I'm glad it's just down the road for me and everything. I just, I don't know. There's something about it that doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, I mean, like everyone else, just gets like a a statue depicting just them. I mean, like a it seems to be like a new trend to like try and do these like weird little things. And it's just like just do them. Just do them. I love, I love a statue. Yeah. I love a statue. Yeah, yeah it's a nice, nice solid statue. Yeah. I mean, like we need we need some good statues to replace all the goddamn slavers we're gonna fucking knock down. <laughs> well, Dan's <laughs> on a rampage, everyone. <laughs> get rid of those statues and build statues of decent people and put them in just the place. De- like. Not even like famous decent people, just like Joan from down the road, just looks like a decent person. <laughs> um, speaking of decent people, you are all very decent people for subscribing to us wherever you're listening to this. And uh, follow us on the social medias, like uh, Instagram and the other one, Twitter. We're <laughs> Twitter. all tearing at each other, bring, trying to tear the world down. Uh, at your, Have you ever pod? That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.